TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And welcome to a Monday edition of the Two Guys at a Mic Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanksgiving week here, a little holiday season starting to kick in. The big dog and the coach at your service right up until 11 o'clock. little sports weekend recap. That's what we do on a regular basis. Of course, football, or Fridays rather, are football Fridays. And on Monday, we get football intensive recap. Some of the games over the weekend, college football Saturday, NFL games on Sunday, we'll do our uh, award-winning, award-winning presentation known as the uh, NFL Round 'em Up and Wrap 'em Up. That's a regular segment on Mondays, as long as there's NFL games to round up and wrap up, and that'll usually take us through uh, what mid-February when the Super Bowl is going to be played. So, uh, lots to talk about. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope everybody out there had a great weekend. Your work week, your shortened work week off to a great start thanksgiving week here holiday uh season about to kick in 888-463-6748 the phone number later on in the show we'll put out joel's address anybody that wants to send uh a charitable contributions b holiday gifts or c a little holiday cheer or any of the all of the above you'll be able to do that to the big dog let's welcome him now my good partner checking in i don't know where the hell he's checking in from but he's checking in via the telecommunicating phone lines. It's Big Dog, Joel Radwanski. Uh, coach, coach, I'm in the palatial states out in Aurora. That's a rarity these days. Yeah, it is. It is, as a matter of fact. And I came home and the help didn't do any of the dishes. It was bad, very bad yesterday. I came home, I was, I was disgusted. I did not look at our program schedule. Uh, David Olson gives me a, uh, you know, written out sheet here, minute by minute, what we're supposed to talk about. Which I rarely follow, but I'm not sure if we're playing where did Joel sleep, where did the big dog sleep last night or not. I don't see it on the schedule, so apparently <laughs> our popular uh, game show, which might be going to TV, by the way, where did the big dog sleep last night, not on today's agenda. Uh, we probably should just avoid that anyway, this particular weekend. Oh, so. yeah, it's a popular segment, though. <laughs> yeah. Now, last time we talked to you on Friday, big dog, you were very excited. You and the Rain Man were going to head down to... Uh, one of the big events in Chicago this weekend, the Illinois Northwestern game at Wrigley Field, got all kind of national notoriety. Before we talk about the game specifically, did you make it down there, and uh, how were you treated? Hopefully like a well-respected press member that you are. Uh, okay, Coach, just to let you know, this, <laughs> uh, there, there's two alternative lifestyle guys that were supposed to give us tickets to the press passes so we can actually go in and uh, and cover stuff for them. Yep. Well, guess what? At the last second, oh, we couldn't do it. But I'm like, we need to go down there anyways because we have this. We have a really good idea. Of, you know, basically, marketing and the internet are all going to one, and we're, we want to be hired out as as media to actually, you know, do like like kind of like infomercials or mm-hmm. man on the street type deals uh, for companies, right? Yep. And I and I know people at Diageo, the liquor company. So I'm like, hey, well, let's do something for Diageo. Let's go down to Captain Morgan Club, and, and you know, and get some good stuff, and then we can we can send it to them. So before we go out there, since we're, we're we we have we've been doing this proposal for Diageo for about two weeks, but uh-huh. we didn't want to send it out like tell them we were going to do it because I didn't want them to say, come on in, 
we didn't have the stuff ready. So on Saturday, I sent them all emails, all the contacts that I have. We go down there, started doing interviews. I convinced the people at Captain Morgan Club to let me in the Captain Morgan Club at Wrigley Field with the camera. Okay, and as we get in there, I start interviewing people, and I'm interviewing these two girls, very attractive, by the way. You got to check it out. They they're being hilarious. It's a great interview, and I hear people laugh, and I'm like, "Hey, we're getting a crowd." I turn, and it's the people that I had sent the email to to Diageo. They're watching it. They're cracking up, and they're like, "Joel, when are you going to do this stuff for us?" <laughs> so there's... And I was like, "It's kind of funny because I'm putting together a proposal for you." So, like, I can't even tell you, Coach. It's like, you know, I've been eating dog food lately because it's mm-hmm. the only nutritious food that I can actually afford. <laughs> and uh, it all of a sudden looks like like uh-huh. finally stuff is looking up for me, Coach. So hopefully they're going to hire out uh, the rain man and myself to do uh, work around the city with the camera. Like, uh, it's going to be good stuff. Coach. Outstanding. I'm really, really, really yeah. excited. You have no idea. It's Proud about time. I'm I'm proud of you. That's outstanding. I'm not sure I thoroughly enjoy the entire uh, exercise there, but it sounds like, uh, and boy, you and the man on the street with Robert as the uh, cameraman, the two of you are like two peas in a pod, and you'd be perfect for the job. Again, I'm not fully sure exactly what you're doing, but I like the concept. Now, you, so you got into Captain oh, there's, Morgan. There's, there's a lot to it. It's just more than just interviews on the street, Coach. I don't want to bore everybody out yes. there, but I, it's an unbelievable idea. Uh-huh. Okay, with, we showed it to this one woman who happened to graduate from the University of Chicago with a business degree, and now she uh, deals with uh, multi-billion-dollar hedge funds. Uh-huh. And she was like, "This is perfect." She was like, "This is an unbelievable idea for a for a business." You know, so you know what I mean. So that I mean, and this girl, trust me, she would be more than happy to tell us we were wrong. Is the best way for me to say it. Will you be available for high school parties, uh, high school dances, and graduation parties? Uh, for about a thousand a night, yeah. <laughs> They have to pay you, or you're going to pay them. Uh, no, you don't. Yeah, they're paying us, coach. No, I'm, not, I'm no longer joking about money. I'm sick of being wow. poor. Yeah, maybe weddings. This could be. Remember the two of us nah, we, at well, one okay, point. Well, yeah, we were going to do weddings. Yes, but, possibly, but I would MC. Uh, and, and and if you if you want to get involved, and we need two MCs, it'd be even better because we could actually have like the actual master ceremonies, <laughs> which need to be you or me, and then uh-huh. we'll have the guy doing the interviews with the people yeah. walking around the party. Yeah. So and we could actually cut it like it's an event. I think the so guy who it like uh, a news event. It's not bad. I like the concept. The, the guy who was going to hire us said you were the master of something, but it wasn't going to be of ceremonies. But wasn't our our concept was not so much to MC a wedding. We were going to be like the videographer, but a little bit different. We were going to go on, uh, around and interview different people at the wedding party yeah, at various cover, stages of intoxication. Cover it like a news story. And cover, and then like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and make like a funny video because, you know, as people get more and more intoxicated, their comments become a little more humorous, a little more open, and we thought, you know, we could put together a video of a different sort, two guys and a mic at your service at a wedding near you. That's thought it was a great concept. Story. Nobody else did, but I thought it was a great concept. Uh, well, I, I think it's a great concept, too, Coach. And after, hopefully, we start getting some uh, mm-hmm. work done over here, maybe we can uh, formulate and hire out some, uh, some more videographers <laughs> yeah. and, and get something like that done. But we'd have to charge a lot of money for yeah. that, Coach. No, not that, that much. That would be like ten grand. Not that much. We'd bring the rain man, too, uh, Robert, with us. And but uh, Well, I actually don't think we could because he'd probably scare away a good part of the wedding party and all kids under, like, 14 would be thoroughly afraid. <laughs> He's, he looks like the guy that your parents warned you about, right? Yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're a kid, a good heart, coach. A good heart, really. <laughs> seriously. 
Oh, so any uh, what happened outside of Wrigley? Paint the picture. Uh, you know, I watched on TV, but you can't get the full flavor. Oh. Outside of Wrigley Field, in Captain's Morgan, the energy, some of the funny things that happened. Paint a picture for our vast internet sports talk listening experience. Uh, coach, it was Wrigleyville was absolutely crowded with people. Luckily, I was able to watch it. I taped the game and I watched it last night. And man, did Illinois play really well. But so you know, I knew it was on tape. So I was like, "What the heck? I'm just going to go in there and try to get some work." There was. Typically, you know, there's like the like forty thousand people go to a Cub game, and there's a few extra people that go down to the area to hang out in in Wrigleyville yep. while the Cubs are playing. Well, forty thousand people went to this game, and I think maybe two hundred thousand came down to Wrigleyville in order. To, every single bar was overflowing. Every single bar was overflowing, Coach. Everyone for. From all the way down to at least Belmont and all the way north to Urban Park and, uh, within a block from each way of the stadium. I was seriously, cause, uh, I, I went there, uh, a young lady came and met me and we just decided she wanted to go someplace quiet. Mm-hmm. And we had to keep, <laughs> we ended up, we had to go to an African bar. Uh-huh. And, I, and I mean, like legitimately, like they served African food and like African mojitos. And they were like, oh, we were the only ones in there. They're like, oh, please come on in. Come on, we nobody's coming in here. What, um... like, I was like, why? They're like, well, our TV broke. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was a was a football fan, so uh-huh. they their TV was messed up, and so. Uh, was, was it a college age, young crowd, older crowd, no, racial mix up? Uh, the, the makeup the racial mix was everybody. Okay. I mean, you, it, it, everybody was down there, in uh, ages from uh, you know eighteen to. To seventy, I saw you know I saw like a legitimately like an eighty five year old couple. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy had on an Illinois stuff, and the woman had on Northwestern stuff. Wow! It was really it was it was the place to be in the state of Illinois mm-hmm. on on Saturday was definitely Wrigleyville. I don't, I don't uh, think they expected that kind of uh, pre publicity, that kind of crowd when they decided to form this game. Part of the fact of it was that ESPN Game Day decided to come there that added to it. That but I definitely think- helped. I think Big Dog and you were down there for the hockey game, I believe, but this was significantly bigger uh, outdoor crowd, bigger buzz than the hockey game, which was a pretty big buzz for that hockey game, if you remember back a year and a half ago. But this one was even bigger? Well, I have to admit, I wasn't down there for the hockey game. Okay. Because that's on January 1st, and I hate to tell you, that that was cute. They played hockey at Wrigley Field. But I'm a college football fan, and there was no way I was going to go down there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No way. So I, I shouldn't talk about the out like uh, the atmosphere around around the park, but mm-hmm. uh, it, I will tell you this: it would have been awful tough for the, the hockey game to have beaten that. I mean, every bar was thoroughly and, up, and utterly packed, coach. I mean, packed. Good so, day uh, for business in Wrigley Field, no question about that. We got any listeners was, that because uh... I went to go pick up uh, like just like a uh, because uh, I was waiting for somebody. Uh-huh. And I decided just to wait outside, so I went into a liquor store and, and got myself uh, you know, a forty ounce of uh, some King Cobra, okay, coach, <laughs> some premium malt liquor. Yes. And uh, I sat up on the Billy Williams statue and just like and just like watched people oh, as nice. they w- went back and forth. And uh, so they they let you drink outside? No, they don't. But there were so many people that the oh, cops okay. didn't stop you. Uh huh. And I wasn't drinking King Cobra, coach. I was I, I was drinking Swiss malt liquor. And you were sitting on the, see, that's a good look, on the brand new Billy Williams uh, statue, <laughs> sipping your beer and just kind of taking all the uh, atmosphere in and watching the people. That's a beautiful thing. And I got it. It was it was a lot of fun. People were well behaved, like you know, mm-hmm. a little crazy, 
you know, it was fun to hear people, I-L-L, and then like a thousand other people on the other side of the street, I-N-I. And yep. it was, so I did get a, it was just a great taste, Coach. It was phenomenal. And as a, as a Big Ten Conference fan, I couldn't have been more proud because I was seeing Indiana sweatshirts, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan State, saw them all. Everybody was represented. And I was like, why aren't you at home watching it? They're like, I never miss any of my games, but I was not going to not come down to this area when Illinois was playing Northwestern down here. Yeah, I would have been there. Even without a ticket, that was the place to be. I would have loved to have been down there, soak up some of the atmosphere. I had to be coaching at that particular time. But my body, if not my uh, spirit, if not my body, was with you, big dog. I envied you being down there. Uh, One of our emailers wants to know if anybody lifted up their shirts and showed you anything. Was it that kind of crowd or was it a little more tame? Coach, you don't know how many times I screamed out to groups of girls, show me your teeth. (laughs) <laughs> they would crack up laughing. Uh-huh. So, so, as uh, you're, was this as you're sitting on the Billy Williams statue, soaking down your uh, Schlitz no, Malt liquor? Was, when I was sitting on the uh, Billy Williams statue, drinking my uh, <laughs> my uh, Red Bull, uh, I, uh, I I uh, decided to try to be as low key as I possibly could until okay. somebody was like, "Hey, man, you can't sit up there." Okay. And it was funny; it was right when my friend had come and met me. Uh-huh. So it was all good. Beautiful thing. Of course, uh, God forbid we actually talk about the football game. You want to talk some college football next segment, folks. We'll do NFL football games from yesterday. Some pretty good stuff there. But college football, good weekend of Saturday. Uh, football games, some upsets along the way. The Illinois-Northwestern game was one of the marquee games. Unfortunately, the Wildcats did not play very well. Uh, Illinois wins the ball game. Uh, what final score? We had 48-27. Unbelievable rushing by a future NFL player. I said this before yesterday's game. Mikel LaShore can play in the NFL. Oh, I was saying it from day one. Yes. This guy is legit. He is tough. And, you know, I read the comments where Pat Fitzgerald said our tackling was terrible. We couldn't tackle Mikel LaShore. Our tackling was horrible. I would disagree. Big dog, if you watch the tape, there are not that many missed Tackles, the problem was, in order to be in position to make a tackle, you have to fight off a block. I, coach, I couldn't agree more. I yeah. was, was going to bring out the point where, um, I guess the best way for me to put it, Illinois didn't get like a gigantic push. They weren't shoving Northwestern backwards. Not, not they backwards. They were creating huge holes. Yes. I mean, these holes, were, you could drive a truck through them. Yep. You know what I mean? They were separating the defense, and there was plenty of room to run. Mm-hmm. And the guy runs with vision. Mikel Shore is really quick for the first 15 yards. But well, he, and his, his vision so good, too. He always cut to the open yeah. spot. Uh-huh. But it was rare where a Northwestern tackler was, like, in position and, oh, he didn't quite wrap him up. No. They weren't even in position. No, they were just – there was holes on every play yes. for them to go. And, and then Mikel Shore made some just tremendous instinct, even when there was not a hole. He would bounce it to a position where there wasn't. It would make yards out of nothing. He had a phenomenal game, but uh, tough for Northwestern, too, playing without their quarterback, Evan Watkins. Sometimes you bring a brand-new quarterback in, magic hits. The guy elevates his game. It did not happen. It was a rough ball game for the six-foot, six-and-a-half-inch quarterback from um, right near where you grew up, right? Glenbar North High School? Yeah, Glenbar North. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. he's uh, there in the DuPage Valley Conference. Yeah. Which- you have to. It's the best conference for football in the state of Illinois. So. Yeah, well, your name somewhere if you look uh, if you go on the websites and check all conference. Some of the great players in DuPage Valley history, folks. Uh, you may have to dig fairly deep, but if you dig deep enough, in more ways than one, you'll find the name of Joel Radwanski, Downers Grove North High School, pride of the Trojans.
Well, uh, well, Coach, you definitely will find me as an all-conference player, as a yeah. so forth player. The problem is that we were in the West Suburban Conference. Oh, is that it? Four, yeah, Are you sure? Teams. I, I'm positive where I played high school football. Uh, first. The problem is, by the way, when you do punch you up for uh, like an Internet search, you will find the all-conference things, but unfortunately it comes after uh, suspensions, dean office, arrest, and a few other things in there, so... Unfortunately, all conference football does not come up first, Big Dumb. Yeah, but all victimless crimes, Coach. That <laughs> makes us all feel much, much better. Yeah. That, that's your line and you're sticking to it, huh? Yeah, that, without question. I, I've never done anything to hurt anybody besides I, myself. I kid point. you, of course. I kid you. Uh, other college football, any other comments on the game itself? Big Dog, you finally went to the tape, watched Illinois Northwestern fighting the line. I'd knock off my cats. I was, even though I went to Illinois, I was rooting for Northwestern. Very disappointed in the game, but uh, your thoughts, any X's and O's you analyzed? Yeah, well, I, I don't want to, the X's and O's is, the, you, you got it right. The Illinois offensive line and Mikel Lashore won the game. Simple as that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, your quarterback of the future, uh, uh, Nathan Shiohas, uh-huh. completed zero. Zero, repeat one more time, zero passes down the field. What was what was the score of the game, Coach? I understand that. I, I, and, I, and I'm root. you know, don't forget, when they're not playing Northwestern, I root for Illinois. But we're not out of the woodshed yet with this quarterback. They won, they scored 48 points, and I'm going to repeat it one more time. He completed zero passes down the field. A few little, you know, five or ten yarders, none down the field. That's a concern. You know Big Dog well enough. You can't beat good teams if you don't throw the football. Zero passes down the field. I agree. You, you got to be able to, I mean, you got to have a balanced offense. I couldn't yes. agree more, Coach. The kid is still improving. That was that was a part of the game where everything they did, running the ball worked. So they were like, we're not even going to take a risk mm-hmm. and even try to throw balls down the field. So mm-hmm. I mean, they'd even attempt down the field too before. So it wasn't like he played that poorly. Yeah, get mad at Zook. Don't get mad at him for not not throwing the ball at all. Well, you're uh, right. When the when the run is working, straight nothing tricky about the run too. Just hand it off straight up the middle. Yeah, and, and you notice when they went to the spread, it didn't do as well as when they went to the they went two tights and a yep and a, a fullback in that game. They really did, coach. They were just like, we're yep. gonna run it right down your throat. The power so package. The, 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 uh, uh, I guess you know, we could talk all day about the one thing, but the one thing I want to talk about this game is this. When we got down there, everybody was like, well, this is definitely going to be the last game ever, and they'll never play it again because of the configuration and all that. And then, But after being down there and feeling the atmosphere, I have no problem if they if they use Wrigley Field and they always have to go west yep. and to the end zone. Is, is it that big of a deal? Yeah. I mean, to is be it- honest with you, it was such a successful event. I mean, ridiculously successful. There was so much fun going on down there. I really think they should make it a yearly thing. I could not agree with you more. As a consumer, I watched it from a different angle, obviously, on TV. And I thought all Thursday and Friday, well, you know, people are calling up sports talk shows and whining about the fact that ah, the game's a joke. Now they got to play on the same side. It's not going to be real football. Why do they schedule this game? Big deal. And watching it on TV, it didn't hardly, hardly affected your viewing pleasure at all. The referees did a nice job of moving the ball quickly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so they went the same way every time. It was still college football. A little weird. Both teams on the same sidelines, but I completely agree. The great atmosphere clearly outweighs any little minor disadvantages that might occur. I didn't hear too many people whining about that fact. Oh, I did. Okay, well, I, I don't pay. I don't listen. To, you know, that's a good point. I don't listen to any yep. sports talk radio in this city unless it involves 
uh, the coach, John Cohn. I'm an intense consumer of our competition, Big Doug, and believe me, it's not a particularly good appetite. Yeah, there's uh, I, there's very few I can take anywhere. Tommy Waddle's about the only person in this whole city that I can listen to. So. Yep. And he's our direct competition, so I don't get to listen to him either. No. 888-463-6748, the phone number. You want to talk some college football or college football expert, Joel Radowanski. On the lines, checking in from his palatial estates again, 888-463-6748. Before we cover some of the big-name game teams, I want to make sure we get out there and throw a, uh, some kudos out, big dog, to our local team, Northern Illinois University. Very quietly, eight consecutive wins. They wrap up the MAC West Conference. Uh, Got to shoot some kudos out there to Northern before we start talking who your national champion is going to be. That is, I mean, what a coach Jerry Kill is. You know, Dr. Jerry Kill. Uh, he replaces uh, Joe Novak, who was the finest coach at Northern possibly ever because yep. of if you consider where, where Northern was when Coach Novak got there and the, then the team coach or Dr. Jerry Kill took over. <laughs> but I, right now, Jerry Kill has taken a quality program. Uh, you know what? The Northern Illinois is, is, is back, Coach. They're going to be a top 25 team uh, every now and then. Over mm-hmm. the next five years. So yeah, I'm glad, glad you didn't really say every cool. year because that's probably unrealistic. But for any Mex school, yeah. for any Mex school, it's unrealistic. Yeah. So yeah, and Dr. Jerry's got got health problems. He is not Mr. Charisma. He's not press conference guy. You're not going to see him up, uh, you know, doing the big speaking tours, speaking engagements on ESPN, et cetera, et cetera. All the guy is is a flat out coach. Period. End quote. Coach. Mm-hmm. He coaches him up. He recruits. Not the superstar player, that next-level guy, and then he teaches him, coaches him. He has a great uh, respect from his players. And, uh, boy, eight wins in a row. And they're, they're going bowling, big dog. It'll be fun to watch. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, and they're they're in the MAC championship game. Yes. And, and But the, that's in the, they really represent the West. The East is still up for grabs, Coach. Whoever Northern's going to be playing in that game is still up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Now, moving along uh, nationally as the rankings continue, of course, the top two teams, Auburn and Oregon, I believe both had buys this weekend. But I've seen enough, my friend. I said it last week. It's starting to build with me. It's it's now building to the point of uh, part aggravation, part elation, and part frustration. A little bit, one-third of each of those, big dog. Boise State, 51. Did I get the score right? Fresno State, a decent Fresno State team, zero I don't want to hear about the BCS. I don't want to hear about all the other stuff. Boise State needs to be in a national championship game, fifty-one to nothing. Yeah, you know they're number three or four in the country, but they're not getting their due respect, in my particular opinion, Big Dog. I couldn't agree. They're not getting their due respect. Absolutely not. And another reason why they should have a sixteen-team playoff to make sure teams like mm-hmm. Boise State get a shot, Coach. And I know you don't want the playoffs, but. They can do it in a way to incorporate the bowls, and they can do it in a way that it makes a boatload of money for everybody yeah. and college football fans ridiculously right. Not sure I want to get in a playoff discussion because I disagree with you a little bit. I'd rather concentrate on where we are in the current so, state. So but this point, cor- cor- right now, who would you take out, Oregon or or uh, or Auburn? Definitely Auburn. Why doesn't TCU get, get an invite either? Well, you know, again, Auburn deserves it, TCU deserves it, but the two teams that deserve it most, in my particular opinion, will be Oregon taking on Boise State. No, honestly, honestly, I hate when we agree, but I do, I agree with you there. I do, I do think so because Auburn's defense is average, 
and Auburn's going to get destroyed by anybody they play in the. I shouldn't say destroyed because Cam Newton can score at will, but they won't be able to stop anybody. An Oregon versus Boise State national title game would be scintillating. Those are the two most well-coached teams in the country. Yep. So uh, that would be awfully nice. But, but I think the average fan still not giving Boise State the due respect, not realizing how hard it is for them to uh, uh, you know, win each and every game. Don't forget, I know they're not playing powerhouse teams on a regular basis, but every one of those teams, their season is the Boise State game. They know they can make national notoriety, mm-hmm. national publicity. They can gain... You know, something great for their program. They can knock off Boise State and week in and week out, two years in a row under this coaching staff, Kellen Moore and company. They not only win games, they destroy these teams that are peaked up for them. And again, you would know better than this big dog. Fresno State is not a bad football team. They're playing your Alina in a couple weeks. They're a decent team, are they not? Uh, Fresno State is a very good ball club. And of the non-qualified schools, they're definitely one of the top five non-qualified schools. And, and Boise and, beat them. Did I, did, I, did I get the score right? 51 to nothing? You got the score right, Coach. And, well. and last night, uh, I mean, last night I watched uh, the game because it was on uh, ESPN at midnight. Or ESPN 2. Yeah. I watched the first, like, 25 minutes of that. It was a freaking track meet. There was nothing lucky about what they were doing. They were... The quarterback had all day to throw, and he was hitting the most open receiver. I mean, it was just a beautiful football coach. Would I would I be wrong if I had a vote of uh, you know not computer but an actual human vote here based on opinion, which some of the polls still do? Would I be wrong right now to say uh, after the fifty-one nothing victory that I would put my vote in uh, at fifty? Uh, I'm sorry, Boise State number one. Would that be wrong? Just to let you know, I watched the BCS uh, rankings yesterday. And uh, Boise State got one number one vote out of everybody, so you wouldn't be the only one who did it. But uh, <laughs> Boise State continues uh-huh. to be in the fourth spot in the BCS. So. Even with human, no, I don't see. I don't care about BCS. The, the people that are making human judgments right now. Where's Boise State rated? Uh, they are. The, one has them at three, and the other one has them at four. And I forget which yeah. one it was with. See, I think. I think after. This week was the the uh, the final convincer, in my particular. Now they still got to play Nevada, right? A pretty good Nevada team. Oh, they are very good Nevada. All right, team, so yeah. maybe, maybe that's what it's going to take. But uh, you know, my particular opinion, Boise State needs at this point they've proven it now to be in the national championship game. Just an amazing performance, and Kellen Moore is right there with the Heisman candidates, right, Doug? Yeah, absolutely, and and it seems like he's really gained over the last couple of weeks after Michael James of Oregon had kind of a rough game against California. Yep. And then Cam Newton, who has played spectacularly, he has other issues to worry about. So <laughs> it's, it's those three people. It's one of those three that are winning the, the Heisman Trophy, Coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now it would be awfully hard for me not to give it to Cam Newton. Well, this isn't about the best team. Cam Newton has put that team on his shoulders. And you're talking about a defense that basically gives up 30 points every single game. Okay? And... Somehow, the Auburn Tigers and Cam Newton figure out how to get 40 every game and win by two touchdowns when their defense isn't playing well. So, like, Kellen Moore, you know, this isn't to, to knock uh, Kellen Moore, but to your point, Coach, Boise State is the best team, and Kellen Moore is, like, the best player and the, the driver of the best yeah. team, where Cam Newton is, like, <laughs> like. <laughs> He's putting up numbers that you don't see unless you're playing like PlayStation 
There is uh, some sentiment with the voters, I guess you would call it the lifetime achievement tiebreaker, where if two guys are even, if one guy, I don't know if this is right or wrong, I, I don't particularly personally have a problem with it, but if it's close, you give it to the guy who's had a better body of work, where I know the Heisman technically is supposed to be specifically who was the most outstanding player for this year, but if you go lifetime achievement, that would be an edge for uh, Kellen MacArthur Moore. Yeah, and, and, and what happens if, especially with this Reggie Bush thing, and to find out that they're willing to take Heisman trophies away, there's going to be some voters who are like, you know, I'm not thoroughly convinced that Cam Newton was eligible, mm-hmm. so I'm going to vote for Kellen Moore, or I'm going to vote for Lil Michael James. Okay. I mean, I, it, that is, it's not that out of the question, so I really think it's going to be difficult for Cam Newton to actually win it. Mm-hmm. And if I had to vote right now, Coach, I would not turn my vote in until the last, if you can do it online, I would wait until the last minute to actually make my vote for Cam Newton. I'm not kidding you. And, and I would still have a very difficult – and right now it will go Cam Newton, Kellen Moore, and Michael James is how mm-hmm. the, the order that I would have in it. So You are you get, uh, you get, not going to put uh, Northwestern middle linebacker Nick Williams in the discussion? I think he got hit with somebody's Heisman <laughs> Trophy on Saturday, to be honest with you. That's yeah, how he played. Yeah. By the way, you may have a vote. Uh, David Olson, our fine producer uh, – Manning up on the show here. By the way, today uh, today's show, we're going to go tomorrow and Wednesday. No show Thursday, no show Friday, folks. We'll put some uh, replays on, of course, archives uh, at twoguysmike.com. You can catch replays of the show anytime. But, David, I know we sent an application in for Big Dog to get a BCS vote. Have we uh, heard anything from the authorities on Joel's voting recommendations? Still waiting to get the paperwork back on that. So they haven't given us a no on the bright side. They haven't given us yes either, but oh, right. we remain hopeful. See, that's the difference between you and me. I would look that as optimistic. No news is good news, Big Dog. Look at the bright side, dog. Six months ago, we sent your application, and you have not been rejected yet. Uh, honestly, Coach, who do you think watches? Uh, what percentage yeah. of those voters do you think watch more college football? Than you this? don't have to convince me. You're preaching to the choir. Okay, just just throwing it out yeah. there. Like you, sometimes I see some of these people's votes, and I'm like, did they? Yeah. Did they even watch any football this yeah. weekend? You know, so yeah, you got a guy like Lindsey Wilhoyt from the Daily Herald. He could give up his vote for a year to you, just out of courtesy and due what? respect. And David Howe from the Tribune, he doesn't need to vote Heisman Award. You watch more games than him. Well, I, he, he's the football guy, Bears football, so I don't think he's really voting for the Heisman. Now, he covers a little college football. No, he's not the Bears guy anymore. He, he's he's kind of a Tribune's all-purpose man. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I, don't, that, he, I can't he, read yet, so. He, <laughs> Uh, he writes the famous uh, "In the Wake of the News" Tribune column. So oh, he's, that's always that's always worthwhile. Yes, he, stop, Kate. Stop it, big dog. Don't kowtow. You don't even read the damn thing. This is true. The last time you got the Tribune, I think you defecated in it, right, and gave it to uh, the person who was stealing your paper. Yeah, I just left it outside the front of my house yeah. and watched as a little kid stole it and, yeah. and brought it into yeah. St. Gabriel's. Uh, school uh, in Canaryville. Yeah. Considering the stock market at the time, I hope you use the business section. No, at the time, that was when everything was great. It was, you know, oh, 2003. Okay. <laughs> All yeah, right, you know, Big Dog. Well, we got to take football. You know, we did. We played Beat the Schmoes this weekend. Yes, we did. Uh, real quick, before we take a break, we're going to do a little segment on NFL football, which will include a weekend rapid fire, not weekend rapid fire, um, NFL round em up and wrap em up. But uh, Big Dog beat the Schmoes, our popular football Friday game. How did you do, my friend? Well, I went 3-0. and Why do you Whoa. think I brought it up, Coach? Three and zero, Virginia Tech over Miami. Barely, you won that one, right? 
Barely. They won 31-17. to 17. Uh, Misleading score. <laughs> I could almost <laughs> take this victory away. From, that was a great, as I predicted, that was a great game. Yeah, it was a good game. It was a good game. Virginia Tech pulled away at the end. You barely, really, if, if you had any man-ups at all, if you had any pride, you would not take that as a win. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding you, big dog. Gotcha. Uh, Stanford easily over Cal. You picked that one. Yeah, that was uh, was that was a nice thing to have yeah. going on. Yeah, Cal shot whatever they had to shoot against Oregon two weeks ago, and they had nothing left for Stanford. And then Mississippi State LSU. There seems to be some question. A couple of our emailers are informing us that they think you lost that. Uh, no, Mississippi. Well, oh, because it was Mississippi was my pick. Yes, Mississippi. Definitely covered against LSU. They only lost by seven. Okay. So the point spread was uh, over seven. It was 16. Okay. A couple of our emailers, including uh, Hangem Loharry, saying, Big Dog, incorrect, he lost that game. But I'm, I'm going to go with your words. So you were 3-0. and oh. Yeah. Uh, LS, LSU, by the way, has seven wins this season. Yep. All of them by under seven points, including this particular Saturday. Les Miles knows how to win the close ones, Big Doug. Yeah, and he knows how to make games that they should win by 30 close. So it's, it's, it's a combination. It's all it's a good coaching. combination if you're Les Miles. It's all coaching, baby. David yeah. Olson, the model of consistency, Big Doug, in our Beat the Schmoes contest. Our producer has really developed. You have to appreciate you like the fact that you know what to expect week in and week out. <laughs> he won Atlanta versus St. Louis, right? Yeah, that was about it. Uh-oh. That was about but, it. Yet another. I can remember that he did. So I'm like, oh, David Olson's going to have a win in week. Yeah. No, it was well, another one and two performance. So you picked the Browns and you I lost that Browns. by like a half a point or something? No, 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 no. I lost that one big. I lost uh, New England by half a point. I thought Jacksonville barely beat Cleveland. No. No? No, no, no. Got that score wrong? Yeah, 24-20. 24-20, but it was only, one, it was, uh, only a point and a half. Okay. Okay. So you barely lost that. What, what, what was the one you lost by a half a point? That was New England. New England over Indianapolis. Oh, and by the way, New England, it felt like they won by more than I know they came down to the last drive, but New England really played well against the Patriots. I mean, the, the, the Colts on Sunday. Really well. If we had any sentiment at all, Big Dog, based on that, we should give David a victory. Let's give it to him. No, that's, I said if we had sentiment, but we don't. We're giving him another one and two. Model of consistency. By the way, I bounced back with a uh, slightly more than respectable two and one. Thank you very much. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break, talk some NFL football, the big dog, and the coach with you right up until 11 o'clock. Phone lines are open if you want to check in, 888-463-6748. And don't forget, dog, we got to sneak a little NASCAR race car discussion also as Jimmy Johnson wins yet again. Back in a minute, two guys at a mic, TalkZone.com.
lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Yeah, we do welcome you back. Two guys in a mic show, big dog and a coach. Real quick before we talk some NFL football, let's head down to uh, Homestead, Florida, the Miami Motor Speedway, big dog, final race of the year. I know you're a big NASCAR guy, a big auto racing guy. Denny Hamlin was so close to winning it, breaking the streak of Jimmy Johnson. Did not happen. Hamlin had a bad run. Jimmy Johnson didn't win the race, but he did win the $5 million plus five years in a row. Big dog, did you watch the race by any chance? Uh, no, I, 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 I tried to catch the end and, uh, I, I didn't get to see it, but I did, uh, you know, investigate the whole ending of it. And, you know, then we were talking about all the stuff that would happen. Kevin Harvick still had a chance to, to win the race. Yep. And win this, and win the series. He actually got the lead off of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the, the pit road, but he sped. So they gave him a speeding penalty. He had the lead. And if he would have had the lead, who knows what Jimmy Johnson and, and Denny Hamlin do in order, because if he had the lead, all of a sudden he possibly could have won the, the title. Mm-hmm. Who knows what happens with Jimmy Johnson at that point? So it, was a, it wasn't just Jimmy Johnson and Denny Hamlin. Kevin Harvick actually had a legitimate shot of winning the point total uh, as of yesterday during the race. But once again... So pulling Jimmy, into the pit stop, there's speed limits, and he went obviously for safety reasons, I would think. Yeah. He went over the limit, got fined a certain, not fined, but got penalized a certain amount of seconds, and that sent him from first place to, like, I think I read, like, 29th place. Yes, and and then if he was in first place, he still would have needed uh, Jimmy Jackson and Denny Hamlin to finish back further than they did. But if he was in first when this happened, who knows, maybe with them trying to catch up, something crazy happened. So, I mean, it was, but it was obviously a Denny Hamlin and, and Jimmy Johnson uh, a finish, and mm-hmm. Jimmy Johnson does it again, Coach. It's just absolutely amazing. Five in a row. That's a really tough sport to win consistently at. It's, a guy it's that's still... Like it's a physical sport. You know, he, he doesn't... Jimmy Johnson, five years in a row. Now, I know NASCAR's kind of got... It's got a loyal following, but not a huge following of fans, but I, I don't think I could think of a superstar. He is the super of superstars. That's more underrated and unknown in recent years than Jimmy Johnson. Maybe, maybe this one he st- finally starts to get recognized in that elite category. Well, as the people in NASCAR know who he is because he's either loved or hated for some reason because he's because like people love their drivers, coach. Yeah, uh, it's, it's just amazing. So like if you if you have the same guy win it all the time, some people really really hate it. But you know, it, just watching how this guy uh, performs is pretty amazing and. Uh, the Canals uh, team, like Chad Canals is the, the leader of that team. And you, you know, the, as soon as Jeff Gordon was mathematically eliminated from winning the cup, yep. uh, they switched uh, They switched Jeff Gordon's pit crew with Jimmy Johnson's pit crew. And this is the same pit crew that had won the four previous championships. But can, they're so cutthroat. Chad Canals is so cutthroat, he fired. It didn't fire, but he just got rid of his mm-hmm. guys. Unbelievable how you would do something like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the first to uh, mention it if nobody else has uh, Sports Illustrated's Sportsman of the Year. It's got to be Jimmy Johnson this year. I know. Yes. we got to so think of some. Huh? He's a class act. So yeah. Five years in a row, he pulls this one out of nowhere. Let's give him Sportsman of the Year. He might be. Let's go. You know, why stop there? Let's make him Time Magazine's Man of the Year and. 
He might be in Barack Obama's traveling entourage next time he takes a trip to India. We might as well stick with success. I'm, I'm riding the Jimmy Johnson bandwagon, big dog, as far as it goes. What did what did Barack Obama's trip to India accomplish? Not nearly as much as some of the right-wing media pundits that you listen to think. How's that for an answer? I, I, I listen to no media pundits whatsoever. Coach. Yeah, very very successful trip, I might add. Created a lot of goodwill. So what did he? Okay, what did he do? What did he do? Well, he met with uh, various leaders. We're trying to increase the trade between India and the United States, but uh, you know, more than anything, he he uh, you know connected with the people of India. He made a couple of his usual just unbelievable speeches. I haven't heard one of them, but I heard one they say might have been his finest speech ever. And you know there's a lot of contenders for that. So what he's so great about, Big Dog, is um, just, you know, uh, creating goodwill is not the word I'm looking for, but connecting with people and, 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 and making America seem much more user-friendly and willing to work with you and not so dominant and powerful and, and, and uh, domineering and pushy as we were under previous administrations. So I think he does a lot of good on the traveling abroad. So, like, when I have to, when I call a customer service help center, with the, the people on the other end of the line are going to be a lot less mean and pushy because Barack Obama went to India? Uh, no, but thank you for asking. Can't promise that. Can't promise that. I, I stopped with the computer and stuff. I stopped doing those calls. I found somebody to come over and help me. All right, cool. Yeah. Way too much mental fatigue. All right, you ready for a little NFL round them up, wrap them up, big dog? Coach, I'm ready to wrap them up. Good, good Sunday game. Sounds like you're ready to wrap up the show. Stick with me here, Big Dog. we got 19 okay. more minutes of scintillating sports talk radio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, NFL football from yesterday. No Bears, of course, here for the fine city of Chicago, but let's go over the uh, NFC North division, some of their compatriots. Green Bay absolutely shellacks Minnesota. 31-3, to the question I ask you, Big Dog. Final game for head coach, the beleaguered one, Brad Childress. No, I think uh, you know, Ziggy Wolf, uh, the last thing, he's, he's got this guy for another five seasons. Who? Okay, there's no way Ziggy Wolf is going to fire Wolf. him. Ziggy Wolf. Is, he a rock? The, is that a rock star? The owner of the Vikings. You asked me if Brett Jones is going to get fired. Ziggy Wolf? How does a guy named Ziggy Wolf get enough money to own the Vikings? I don't know. It's W-I-L-F-E is how he pronounces it. You spell his last name, too. Is Ziggy his God-given name, or is that his... Uh... Name once he made a billion dollars. I, I, I'm just assuming he's a Zygmunt. <laughs> you, know, you know what happens when you assume, Coach? Yes, I think I, I do. Thank you very much. By the way, Aaron Rodgers assumed that Greg Jennings would be open three times in the end zone. He assumed right. Jennings caught three touchdown passes. Great connection between a Rodge and Greg Jennings. Yeah, of course, I was going against Aaron Rodgers in fantasy football, as we don't even remind me. Not your smartest move. Dallas, the Cowboys, 2-0 and on a brand-new coach, Jason Garrett. Garrett, they beat Detroit 35-19. to The Detroit Road Woes continue big dog. 26 losses in a row, an NFL record on the road, and the Dallas Cowboys have at least temporarily bounced back. John Kitna looks like uh, he should be the, the quarterback of the future for the Dallas Cowboys coach. 148 yards, but he threw three touchdown passes. He was efficient, if nothing else. Yeah, they had a long run. It was pretty funny watching John Kitna out there. So, hey, The Cowboys have won a couple games. Maybe they can be spoiler the rest of the year. 
Uh, next up, David Olson was talking about in our pre-production meeting. It was a thing of beauty to watch two outstanding quarterbacks at work. Both of them lived up to their billing at various times. New England knocked off Indy. Very entertaining game, 31-28. to Brady was brilliant, big dog. Peyton Manning let a late comeback through an interception late. But uh, uh, great game. And, again, watching these two artists go to work is, is a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, those two play the quarterback position better than anybody right now in the game of football, yep. Drew Brees, everybody included. And uh, this is weird just seeing uh, Peyton Manning have three interceptions in the game. The, the Patriots know how to fool people, even if it, even it is the greatest quarterback on the planet, Peyton Manning. Tom Brady, by the way, 19 for 25. He also, as a quarterback, won his 25th straight home game, and I think that's a uh, National Football League record as well. Buffalo knocked off Cincinnati. Big Dog, how do you like this one? 49-31, to 31, Cincinnati up. Up 35-14 at halftime. They get outscored 35 to nothing. The Bills get their second win in a row, and Ryan Fitzpatrick or Patrick Fitzryan, whatever the hell the name is, threw three touchdown passes. Yeah, it's just absolutely unbelievable when you consider. Check this out. The Bengals are 2-8, and eight and the Bills are 2-8. and eight. Yep. The Bills have beaten the Bengals technically in the AFC overall standing. The Bills are ahead of the Bengals. If somebody would have said that two or three weeks ago, that the Bills would be ahead of the Bengals in the standings. You'd be like, it's impossible. Well, it, it's happened. Now, even That's when they were... The Bengals are this year. When Buffalo was 0-8, they were still, it sounds ridiculous, but playing decent football. Decent, not good, but decent. No, yeah, yeah. They, were, they were hanging around well. in enough games and, and trying to figure out how to clutch defeat from the jaws of victory. But not anymore, Coach. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple other teams that have mastered that. We're going to get to them in a second. All right, next up on the docket, Big Dog, round them up and wrap them up NFL style here with the coach and the Big Dog. The New Orleans Saints may be back. They're not quite at Super Bowl level yet, but they're working their way back up. Don't count the Saints out yet. 34-19 over Petey Carroll and the Seahawks. Drew Brees, 382 yards, four touchdowns. Just another day at the office for Dr. Yeah, Brees. And they, they grabbed control of that game early and then just cruised out like the way you should in the, in the NFL. So, an excellent game for them, and they still don't have Reggie Bush back. They still don't have Peter Thomas back. So, mm-hmm. Coach, this team could uh, improve. They definitely can yep. still improve before this year's over. Yep. You want to peak at the right time, mm-hmm. and, and New Orleans is one of those teams that might. Obviously, history will uh, will prove it one way or another, but they look like they're starting to peak maybe at the right time towards the end of the season. And, uh, you know, two-time defending champions. We'll see if they can pull that off. The New Orleans Saints. Jets knock off Houston 30-27. Here's one of those teams you mentioned. Uh, uh, what was your expression? Grasping. Uh, they, 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 uh, <laughs> they, wow. they the from the slow base, whatever. I yeah. don't know what I said. Could not more perfectly describe the Houston Texans who uh, looked like they were going to pull off the upset. They scored a late touchdown, dramatic victory over the Jets. New York Jets get the ball after the kickoff with 50 seconds left. No timeouts. And they marched 70 yards down the field for a touchdown. Big dog amazing. Coach, not only did they score a late touchdown to go ahead, after the two-minute warning, mind you, they got a turnover from the Jets. So less than two minutes to go in the game, you have the ball and the lead, and you lose. That is Well, they went conservative. They ran the ball three times deep in the red zone with a one-point lead. Probably the smart thing to do. I had Uh, no problem with that. Yeah, I had no problem either. And they kicked the field goal, so now they make the Jets go the length of the field. They should have gone for it on fourth down, by the way. What? 
I thought they should have the no Texans should have gone for it on fourth down. What are you crazy? And not kick Absolutely a field goal? Not. Absolutely not crazy. Big the dog in the in the eight years I've worked with you, that might be the silliest thing you've ever said. Okay, they had two yards to go. Yeah. If they convert the if they convert, the game is won. Yeah, obviously. Instead, they you're deciding to give the ball back to the Jets, who now have a chance with a touchdown to win the game. It's, and and if you don't get it, the Jets start at, at their own six yard line yeah. with no timeouts and, and forty five seconds to but, go in the game. But you're I forgetting the most ridiculous thing I said, or is that probably the most well thought out thing? No, I said? it's a, I would continue to say it's one of the. And I fully respect your football acumen. That might be one of the silliest of football decisions you would have ever made. But the one thing you're forgetting, Big Dog, if they don't make the first down, the New York Jets can now kick a field goal to win the game, not a touchdown. That's a huge difference. Of course you kick the I, field goal. I completely understand that, Coach. I completely understand that. But the way I look at it is they needed two yards in order to win the football game. No. Now you're giving the game. It, okay, so no. that either way, either way, we do know this, that the Texans have a horrible pass defense. And that was actually, I was considering this when I'm trying to make the decision. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they don't stop anybody anyway. So they, their offense needs to win the game for them. So they decided to have their defense win the game for them, and that didn't exactly turn as, out that way. As well. tempting as it I is. I think of this beforehand. When this was going on, I'm like, you do not want to put your defense back on the field right now. And what happened? Four long passes and well, game over with. Yeah, but again, you don't want to put your defense on the field where a couple of passes can get you in field goal range. Make them go the length of the field. They had no timeouts left. Big Dog, I'm shocked at your uh, analysis of this, and uh, quite frankly, you've lost some of my respect. Well, it's, you know, quite simply, and remind, I said it before, yeah. I was right. Because they should have gone for the first down on that play. They should have gone for it. All right, we move along. <laughs> All right, next up on the dock is Big Dog. Pretty good game here, real good game, actually. Jacksonville and Cleveland back and forth that went. Jacksonville wins the ball game. David Gerard, by the way, quietly, quietly having a pretty good year at quarterback for the uh, Jacksonville team, Maurice Jones drew 132 yards. Browns put up a good battle, but another victory quietly. The Jacksonville Jaguars dog are having a pretty good season. Yeah, and, and Jackson, there were they were doing it without Maurice Jones, Drew, who wasn't doing that much over the first five or six games. But yep. the last couple, he's awoke. He had over 200 yards of uh, from scrimmage yesterday. That is phenomenal in the NFL. And uh, this is a Peyton Hillis kid from from Cleveland. I mean, he's their whole offense. A star is born, Coach. He's the new John Riggin. A simple simple yes or no will do. Is it too early to call Jacksonville a Super Bowl contender? You know how I feel about Jacksonville, Coach. No, they're not a Super Bowl contender. A simple yes would have sufficed. Next up in the docket, Pittsburgh. The Steelers taking on the resurgent Oakland Raiders. Proving game for the Oakland Raiders. Have they arrived? Have they finally proven themselves? Could they play with some of the bigger boys? They're coming off a couple of big wins, and all of a sudden Raider football starting to come back. Could they take that next step up? The answer was no. Pittsburgh 35, Oakland 3, couple of steps back, big dog. They're not happy in Golden Gate Lane. Not only was the game lost, they lost their composure. Did you see Richard Seymour punch Ben Roethlisberger yep. right in the face? I've actually watched it about eight times during the course of our show. What the heck was he thinking? Well, he was frustrated. It was a brutal game. And Roethlisberger, he didn't realize that Roethlisberger was coming to break up a little discussion between him and another teammate. He saw Roethlisberger maybe coming at him. And in frustration, punched him. But uh, it was clearly 
an inappropriate move, and I don't know if it's suspension-worthy, but it'll cost him a, a, a fair dime, I can guarantee you that. Well, that's, the officials handled that perfectly. They uh, they ejected him from that game. That yep. should be his suspension. Yeah. Yeah, I hate when these guys do something to a team, and then the next week they get suspended. You know, so great job by the officials on that one. Let's give them a hand for the white and black. Next up in the uh, roundup, wrap up, big dog. Another good game. It went into overtime. The only overtime game yesterday. Washington, the Redskins, bounce back game for them after their brutal performance against Dallas. They beat Tennessee 19 to 16. Graham Gano missed a field goal to win the game at the end of regulation. But like so often happens, you get a chance for redemption, big dog. He nails a 43 yarder, and the Washington Redskins. Boy, do they need that victory! Oh, absolutely. And the Redskins, I just shake my head. I, this team, I, I don't know how the Bears lost them. They're not that good. Yet they continue to win a bunch of games that they shouldn't have this year. And then when they lose, they look absolutely horrid. So uh, that, that's a pretty good game. And the story coming out of that game is uh, Vince Young wanted to go back into the game. Yep. But Coach Fisher didn't like the way he was handling the ball because mm-hmm. of his bad thumb. So Vince Young supposedly blew up, threw his uniform into the crowd, and... and uh, and basically uh, told Jeff Fisher that uh, he's like, you know, I'm done with you. Yep. Is what he said to Jeff Fisher when the game was up. <laughs> so and, we have yet and, another and in the latest of. The uh, we've had a lot of quarterback, coach, little controversies this year. It's a heated situation at the National Football League level. So, uh, but this year it seems to be worse than most. I think he threw his shoulder pads into the crowd, which is kind of an odd thing to do. Big dog, any chance you still uh, have your shoulder pads from your high school playing days? Uh, no, we have to give those things back. I just ah. go to a public school coach. Even as a senior, you weren't, you know, the banquet's over. Why bother returning the shoulder pad your final year? I, I wouldn't have done any of that stuff, Coach, because they don't give you your diploma unless you actually ah. uh, hand back all your equipment. A diploma's overrated. Look at it right now. If we could sell, you know, make some money on this show, an autographed shoulder pad from you or your diploma, which do you think would bring in more notoriety and more money to our show? Uh Something from nothing leaves nothing. <laughs> Got to have something. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Coach. I forgot the question. <laughs> Tampa Bay, very quickly, only a minute left here. Tampa Bay over San, San Francisco, 21 to nothing. I, I keep thinking Tampa Bay is not for real, and the 49ers are, are, are better than their record. The 49ers aren't better than their record. And I don't know much about Tampa Bay, Big Dog, but apparently they're a pretty darn good football team. They've got extremely good defense. They got a quarterback who takes care of the ball. They got a bruising running back. They got a like a split slash running back. They're a good team, coach. And, and uh, your your analysis is exactly right. I keep on you're exactly right about that. I'm not sure Tampa Bay's for real. And I keep on thinking San Francisco's going to awaken, mm-hmm. and it hasn't happened. Okay. And a 21 nothing beat down yesterday is what the 49ers got. By the way, tomorrow I would like your analysis and my analysis. No more of your analysis, coach. Yep. A lot of listeners would like to, oh, no, never mind. Uh, final game, and I didn't see it last night. I wanted to watch it, but uh, the TV was not available to me, much to my chagrin. Philadelphia Eagles did defeat the Giants 27-17. Michael Vick apparently uh, was not God. He was just an ordinary good quarterback. The Giants made a comeback big dog, but the Eagles pull it out 2-7-1-7. Yeah, it was an excellent football game, but you don't have control over your television when football games are on, Coach. Uh, this particular Sunday night, uh, no, thank you. Sorry. It's, just, it's just pretty much known. If, I, if it's a Bears game, but this was not a Bears game. Yeah, you see, I, I, it was 
I, I could care less. You can watch whatever you want on television, but if football's on, I'm watching it. The rest of the week, yeah. which is four and a half days, yeah. the other person has control of the television. <laughs> All right, I'll make sure I play that, that tape to my uh, family. I don't think it'll make a difference, but it's nice to know you're in my corner. Okay, Coach, I'm in your corner. You're cut, man. Thank you very much. But but this was a entertaining game. Real quick, give me a quick synopsis. Uh, the, the, the Giants, uh, they looked pretty good, Coaches. Their issue is... Uh, they get way too conservative when calling their plays, the New York Giants. And uh, I just I, I will know this. If those are the two best teams in the NFC, which everybody's saying, then uh, people better watch out for the uh, Atlanta Falcons and Chicago Bears because mm-hmm. those teams aren't that much better than the, than either one of those teams. Mm-hmm. So the NFC is still up for grabs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Atlanta New Orleans Bears. Saints. There's a lot of there's a lot of six Bears. and four, seven and three teams, coach. And, uh, Bears. And and the Bears have yet to play good football. Yeah. They're seven and three. Yeah, you're right about that. Seven and three. And people say, oh, it's not a mirage. It's all about winning games. They they've been lucky. Let's not kid ourselves. We're not that good of a football team yet. Maybe they'll prove us wrong. But we're based on the body of work. I don't care about the seven and three record. We're not that good of a football team. That's the bottom line. Dog, we got to wrap it up. Uh, we'll look forward to you in uh, tomorrow. We bring back the segment, Where Did the Big Dog Sleep Last Night? Okay? I'll be ready, Coach. Beautiful. Big Dog, be safe. We'll talk to you tomorrow. want to thank David Olson, our fine producer. Thank everybody out there for listening. We'll do it again tomorrow. Don't forget, no show Thursday and Friday this week, but we'll be live coming at you Tuesday and Wednesday. You can archive any of our shows at Two Guys Mike. Have a great day, everybody. TalkZone.com on a sign-off.